Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. I have a friend who was dating people for quite some time. And after each date, he would always analyze every date to the point that he would always find some things that possibly could go wrong. And was this the right person, right family? Is it going to be good for me? And it took him a while to get to the right person. Finally, Baruch Hashem, he did marry somebody and uh, he's living happily ever after. Um, And I myself had gotten engaged, but when he was going through this Parsha, I gave him the following advice. I said, don't think too much. And I tell this over because we find a similar idea in this week's Parsha. Among some of the uh, the fascinating parts of Parsha's Vayechi is when Yaakov wants to tell over when the final redemption will be. As the Pasuk says, Vayikro Yaakov el banov, Vayomer he'asfu, Vagida, Lachem es asher yikro eschem ba'acharis hayamim. And Yaakov calls his son and he says, gather together and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the end of the days. So I'm sure many of us are curious to know what's going to happen when and when Mashiach's going to come. But I don't expect Hashem to come to someone like myself with this prophecy. But it would seem somewhat reasonable that uh, Yaakov would want to know when the Kates would come. So, just as he was about to make this uh, great revelation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know, not so fast. Yaakov was about to say when Mashiach was going to come. He wanted to be, uh, uh, tell over when the Kates is, as Rashi quotes in the Gemara Psachim, which tells us that at that point, when Yaakov wanted to reveal the Kates, the Shechina left Yaakov. And when he started, when he started to talk and tried to talk about the, uh, the revelation as what's going to happen in the end of days, all of a sudden he started talking about other things. So the Radomska Rebbe, I always like saying that word, um, the Radomska Rebbe asks, why did the Shechina leave him entirely? Why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu just prevent him from telling over this one prophecy of when the final uh, Geula would come? So Rav Tversky Zatzal suggests that the Shechina didn't leave him entirely, but because Yaakov saw the terrible things that, was, that were going to happen to Klal Yisrael further down the line, he became so depressed, and the Gemara tells us that the main quality that a person has to have in order to have the Shechina, is to be besimcha. So you can't be depressed if you want to have a nevuah. So he, he couldn't conjure up the Shechina when he was in that state of despair. And what this teaches us is that feelings of despair and depression come with a price, that you lose the divine inspiration, you lose the Shechina. So as this parsha happens to be my bar mitzvah parsha, I was always wondering about another aspect of this parsha, and that's the cont- continuity of the previous parsha, meaning there's no uh, break there's usually nine, a nine-letter break between parshios, but this is known as a parsha stuma, a closed parsha. Um, so I saw an interesting idea as to why that is from Cheskel Weinfeld, uh, Rosh Kolel at Lev Avraham in Yerushalayim. And he points out a very interesting idea. We see that there are two parshios which talk about death in Sefer Bracious, yet they have life in their titles, the word life, like Chayisara and Vayachi. When a person's no longer alive, sometimes we sit back and we kind of evaluate their lives. But while that person is still alive, we can't give a proper evaluation. So for this reason, we commemorate a yard site and we place less significance on um, things like birthdays. 
So in stating the reason why this particular parsha is a stuma, Rashi points out that B'nai Yisrael closed their eyes to the oppression of the Yidin that they were going to suffer in the future. Yaakov lives another 17 years in Mitzrayim after that great reveal from last week's parsha, and Yaakov was foretelling what was going to happen in the days leading to the final redemption without giving the exact date. So he tells us that we're going to become so narcissistic that we're going to ignore the plight of our fellow Yidin with our eyes and our hearts closed, that stuma part. And it's going to be closed off to the reality of true suffering. And narcissism, in generally, that generally it leads to despair because the narcissist realizes he's not all that he, uh, he's cut out to be. And this was the opposite of Moshe Rabbeinu, who saw the burdens of the Yidden. He opens his eyes and hearts, and his heart to the uh, suffering, as it says in the Pasuk by Yarbis of Losam, he saw exactly what was going on, he felt it. There was no break between the Parshias, because too much thinking leads to despair. So Moshe had this idea that he was able to see, whereas Yaakov was more focused on revealing the Kates. And that's why this is a Parsha Stuma. When there's no time to stop and think, and we just keep on going from Parshas Vayigash to Vayichi, we focus on going straight ahead by doing the Ratzon Hashem. And when we do the Ratzon Hashem, we put ourselves in a better position to accept things, whether they're good or challenging, and we do it with our eyes and our hearts wide open. But there's one final point that Rav Weinfeld points out that I think is amazing in its implications, and it's more Kabbalistic in nature. We know Rabbi Huda Nasi, who was the author of the Mishnayis, the editor of Mishnayis, he spent his final 17 years in the city of Tzipori, which we're going to read about in Dafyomi in Meseches Megillah shortly. And Rabbi Huda Nasi correlates his 17 years in Tzipori with Yaakov's 17 years that were spent in Mitzrayim. So what's the connection between Rabbi Huda Nasi and Yaakov's 17 years in Mitzrayim? So the connection blew my mind when I heard this. Rabbi Huda Nasi, who was the great author of the Mishnayis, he chose this Pusik for himself because he was the Nasi who filled in the blanks similar to what Yaakov attempted to do while he was in the 17 years of Mitzrayim. And he says the following, that Nasi, the word Nasi, which is spelled Nun, Sin, Yud, Aleph, is an acronym for Neshama Shel Yaakov Avinu. So there we see the correlation between Yaakov and Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Amazing. So Rabbi Yudah Nasi was telling us, this idea that we need to keep on learning. Don't stop and don't think too much. We'll keep learning without pausing. Um, and if we spend too much time thinking, we can come to the point of despair, which is exactly what Rabbi Hanasi wanted to prevent. So aside from the lesson of, not, lesson of not letting things get to your head in the sense of being a narcissist, we also learn that it's not such a good thing to overthink things. Overthinking can lead to despair, and the antidote to overthinking is living Bismcha. Have a wonderful Simcha de Gashabas. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych podcast.